Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu from the podcast team at Qalam. We wanted to wish you a very blessed Ramadan. This month you can expect daily uploads that will include reflections, khatiras and khutbas all from our new campus Alhamdulillah. If you benefit from this content, please give generously at supportqalam.com. 100% of your donations goes towards the means of providing accessible Islamic knowledge to people around the world. Jazakumullah khairan for listening. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. We're on our sixth session, uh, mashallah. Ramadan is just uh, moving us through, mashallah, alhamdulillah. Um, and we're on Bab al-Tawbah. Yesterday we started the second chapter of Imam um, Nawawi's Riyad al-Salihin, which is the chapter on Tawbah or repentance. And as we said, the, the, the hikmah or wisdom behind the structure of the book is the first the chapter was all about that intention because that's what gets you going, that's your motivation. Now you want to go towards God, you want to go towards Allah, you want to go towards the deen, but you have things that come in the way and those are your sins. Those are your sins either of the limbs, sins of your heart or sins of your ghafla, uh, sins of your like your heedlessness of God. So now you're trying to go forward, you're motivated, but these there's like these shackles kind of holding you back, right? And so now you have to break those in order to walk down that path to go. And that's what Tawbah is all about. It's about freeing yourself from the things that are holding you back from moving forward on that path towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's the hikmah or the wisdom behind the structure. Is you're motivated now. I really want to do this now. But there's something pulling me back and that's my sins. And so now he, he, he compiles this whole section. I mean, there's over 12 or so hadith uh, just on... Uh, tawbah. And so we're going to read a few of them this morning. We started yesterday, we talked about the conditions of Tawbah yesterday. Today we just mentioned the reason for the structure of the book. And now we're actually going to read the Hadith. Now listen, here's something very important. Uh, our fear and our hope are things that keep us moving down this journey, right? Just like you have two oars on a boat that you row, similarly you have fear and hope that you need to keep you moving, right? And if you roll them properly, right? Forgive the pun, uh, merrily, merrily, right? Forgive that. But if you roll them, then you move down that path, right? Now, depending on the circumstances in your life, you may actually need to roll the fear side harder than the hope side, right? Depending how young you are, how much desire you have, how much all of this. And sometimes they say, as you get older, you actually need to roll the hope more, right? Because your desires are less. Right? And your sins are more, you're thinking, man, am I going to make it? Now you need more hope. Why am I saying that? Is a lot of times we don't have people around us who are going to put us in the right state of hope or fear. Like, no, bro, you're good, man. Allah loves you. Allah's there. Allah is always there for you. Or, yo, what are you doing, man? Life is short. Yo, hell is real to put that fear. So you have to sometimes learn how to self-medicate, right? Do you know what I mean by that? You have to learn how to. Uh, put yourself where you need to be. Okay, cool. How do I get there? What do I do? Well, these are the hadith. Reading these hadith are the hadith that will make you like hopeful or fearful, right? So these are the type of hadith that you read once a week. Like just as a reminder, right? To bring that hope back inside of you or to bring that fear back inside of you. So as you're listening to these hadith and there's a hadith that really hits you, and it may be a hadith you've heard like a dozen times and you hear it again, you're like, oh, that's my joint right there. That's my hadith, right? Well, that's your hadith you need to hear weekly in order to keep yourself motivated. So here's one of them actually that I really love. Um, 
An Abi Jamara, Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala an. So the, the, the structure of this hadith is for us to realize how much Allah loves for us to come back to Him. How much Allah loves for us to come back to them. So a lot of times we like to make it like it is with people, but it's so different with God. Because no matter how much we cut ourselves off, the hadith are telling us, no, Allah loves for you to come back. And so there's a hadith that really focuses on that. We're going to read that one right now. لِلَّهِ أَشَدُّ فَرْحًا بِتَوْبَةِ عَبْدِهِ هِنَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is أَشَدُّ فَرْحًا is more happy, more, yeah, more happy when a servant does tawbah. Then, and now he gives this example. مِنْ أَحَدِكُمْ كَانَ عَلَىٰ رَاحِلَتِهِ One of you was driving your car through these uh, flyover states. You know those flyover states? Some of these dudes is from some of those states. <laughs> so I ain't gonna name them. They might feel bad. But you're driving through one of those, or even down in Texas, some of those places you don't want to stop at. Right? Being of a different shape. You don't want to stop there. Just keep rolling. So, كَانَ عَلَىٰ رَاحِلَتِهِ فِي أَرْضٍ فَلَاتِ You're in a desolate land. Flyover state, middle of Texas. فَانْفَلَتَتْ مِنْهُ so this person lays down, stops at a stop rest, rest stop. He sets his camel down, and he kind of naps for a minute, dozes off. But when he wakes up, the camel's gone. And now all of his food, all of his drink, everything was on that camel, and it's gone. He tied it up, he did what he was supposed to, but he woke up, and this camel's gone, he's missing. And he's in the middle of nowhere by himself. So this person is like, I'm done, I'm done. I'm in the middle of the desert. I don't have food. How long am I going to survive? This is always, I'm, I'm pretty much done. And he kind of accepts his fate. And this is where a lot of us end up with sins. We cut ourselves off from Allah and we're, we're sinning. And we kind of get to a point where we're just like, yo, you ever heard somebody, Allah? you ever heard someone be like, yo, man, I'm, I'm, yo, I know I'm going to hell, man. No, you ever heard someone like a friend that's kind of like just cut off like, yo, bro, I already know. It's a wrap for me. Literally, that's where this dude is. That's literally where he's at. He's like, yo, I'm done. I'm done. Don't worry about me. I'm good. And he's okay. But he's like, I'm done. And this hadith is to pull that person back. So this person goes, sees a tree. All right, that looks like a nice spot to chill. He leans up against the tree. He's like, I'll just lay here until whatever. This person has lost all hope whatsoever of, of, of getting back on track. So to speak, right? The hadith says he's sitting there, he dozes off again. And he wakes up, the camel is back. The opportunity is back. The chance to get go on back on the track is back. It's just standing there. Like, wow, okay, what happened? So he doesn't wait a second. He grabs the reins right away. He's not going to let it get away this time. He grabs it right away. Takes that opportunity. Seizes it right away. Not letting go of this this time. Going to hold on to it tight. And this is like a side part of the hadith. But the Prophet then said, then this person is so happy at this moment that he says, Oh Allah, anta abdi wa ana rabbuk. He says, Oh Allah, Anta Abdi, you are my servant and I am, wait, wait, yeah, you are my servant, I am your Lord. 
right? Complete flipped it. Complete flipped it. Now this is important too because he made a mistake because he was so happy. So this is important too because it shows the Prophet teaching something completely different. I'm going to shift gears for a moment here. It's not what's said, but what's meant. It's not what's said, but what's meant. You know, like sometimes you're talking to your mother or someone you love and they say something, but you know them so well that you know another meaning from that. Do you get what I'm saying? Now they may not have the ability to say it the right way. And sometimes as they get older, they even get a bit more harsh. So they say something to you, but you know what they mean, right? So but, uh, uh, below what's said is what's meant. And as you go deeper, below what's meant is what's felt. The, re the reason I'm bringing that up is it's, it's learn how to listen deeper. Learn how to di listen deeper. Sometimes your father will say something. I mean, he's from old school, man. So he says something and you're like, yo, that's, that's, what's the word? Uh, huh? No, what's the word was crass? No? Well, something's like, it's like, ugh, cringy, like, ah. But you know him so well, you're like, no, there's more to that. Now he has the right to learn. He should learn how to be more eloquent, things like that. But I think this hadith teaches us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala isn't so concerned with what we say, but what we mean. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Now, this was a mistake due to happiness. He didn't mean to say words of shirk. He meant to say, you know, oh Allah, I am your servant, you are my Lord. But he was so happy that he made a mistake in speaking. And it's just like a, a side note, it's not even a thing. There was, there's no point to this other than how happy he was. Okay, so what, where, what is this, where does this hadith go in our you know, categories of hadith? This hadith is for myself when I'm losing hope that I have messed up too much. I'm, I'm, I'm done now, I'm done. And shaitan loves for you to lose hope because then you just sit down and you're done. So this is the hadith you mark in your index. Yo, I'm, I feel really down. Like I can't do it. Ah, uh, where's the hadith, the camel hadith? Ah, uh, Allah loves when I turn back. That's it. Allah loves when I turn back. So that's the hadith. May Allah um, allow us to never lose hope. And may Allah allow you to use this hadith for others when you see them losing hope too. When you see somebody like that person, like, yo, I'm done. Like, no, no, come on, man, what are you talking about? Okay, so let's do one more, inshallah. Um, yes, bismillah. And Abi Abdurrahman Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala. Let's see. I think this is the last one. The next one's really, really long. Okay. Let's do one more. Okay. Or maybe, maybe two. Okay. And Abdullah, and Abi Abdurrahman Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala. Short, this very short hadith is beautiful. Inna Allah azza wa jal yaqbalu tawbat al abdi. Ma'alam yugharghir, yugharghir, yugharghir. Arabic language is beautiful because you can tell what it means by the sound, right? I always tell you guys that, right? So yugharghir, what does that sound like in, in, in English? Gargle, yeah, gargle, right? Yugharghir. So until as the soul is being taken out, there's a point where the soul is reaching the throat and the person then starts to lose the ability to speak. And so that, that expression is yugharghir as if he's gargling his soul because it's, it's reached that point now. After that, there's no more speech. The person won't be able to speak anymore. And so this is not about the speech. It's about a point in passing away, right? They're starting to see the angels. The akhirah has become clear to this person. The moment the hijab of the ghayb or the barrier to the unseen is removed, tawbah's done. 
So a person could, because a person can lose the ability to speak months, months, many months before, years before they actually pass away. So the physical, the literal obviously is not the meaning. What the meaning is that moment when they start to see the, the, the ghayb. They start to see the angels. They're like, yo, who is this person here? Right? But at that point, now there's no more tawbah. So what does the hadith say? Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts tawbah to abdi ma'alam yugharghir. Until this person now is reaching the throes of death and they are passing away and they start to see. Why is no tawbah at that point? Because you were supposed to believe before you started seeing angels. Everybody's gone. Everybody's a believer on Qiyamah. We were studying the, 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 the surah, uh, waqiyah, and everyone's a believer. Is because on the day of judgment, everyone believes. It just doesn't benefit then at that point. There's no benefit of the belief. So that's why Toba is not accepted. The point is this though. The point is recognizing the opportunity that we have right now. We are alive, all of us listening right now, sitting in here breathing. We have the opportunity to do Toba. Every moment is an opportunity to do Toba and turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah allow us to continually turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, next one. One more hadith, just one more. Beautiful hadith. Short, very short. And Abi Musa Abdullah ibn Qais al-Ash'ari radiyallahu ta'ala an qal Inna Allah ta'ala yabsutu yaduhu bil-layli Indeed Allah extends his hands Metaphorically explaining that Open-handed, what does it mean? To extend hands, it's like yo come It's an expression, come on If someone comes to your house, what do you do? You're like, come on So Inna Allah yabsutu yaduhu bil-layli Liyatubu musi'un nahar Indeed Allah opens his hands To accept the tawbah of the people who, at night time, to accept the tawbah of the people who sinned all day. وَيَبْسُطُ يَدُهُ بِالنَّهَارِ And indeed Allah opens His hands لِيَتُوبُ So that He can accept the tawbah of the people that were sinning all night. حَتَّى الشَّمْسُ مِنْ مَغْرِبِهَا This will be Allah's sunnah, Allah's way, until the sun rises from the west, until Qiyamah begins. The point is, Allah is always ready for us to turn back. So all of this today was about motivating yourself, never losing hope, realizing that Allah loves for you to turn back. And what shaitan is gonna make us feel, <clears throat> what shaitan is gonna make us feel is that Allah doesn't love you. Allah doesn't want you to turn back. Allah doesn't care about you. Look what you did. And it's quite the contrary, it's the complete opposite. The Prophet taught us, never ever lose hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to turn back to him. May Allah give us tawfiq, inshallah. Subhanakallahu wa bihamdi, nashadu an la ilaha illa ant, nastaghfir wa atubu ilayk, subhana rabbika rabbil izzati, amma yasifun, wa salamun ala al-mursaneen, wa alhamdulillahi wa barakatuh.